Welcome to Relevant Live with Pastor Chris Sarno, a weekly podcast from Relevant Church in Daytona Beach, Florida. We pray this message helps you connect to God as you find your place, reveal your purpose, and unlock your potential. Let's head live to Pastor Chris for today's powerful message. Well, praise the Lord. Last week we were talking about how the Holy Spirit um, wants you to understand you're filled with God. Speaking in unknown tongues. Filled with the Holy Ghost. I want you today to look at me with this at Acts 2.1. Some of you know this scripture. Some of you, it'll become familiarized with you. And on the day of Pentecost. I kind of like that. Right? I know you do too. And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were with one accord in one place. Praise God. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven of a rushing mighty wind. And it filled all the house where they were sitting. And there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as fire. It sat upon their head. You ever see that picture? You know, it's like and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. So look what it says here. When Pentecost fully came, they were what? They were filled. The whole house was filled. Now look at Acts 1 and 7. Acts 1 and 7. Another account. So can you imagine this? These guys are in a room. You want to talk about freak you out. These guys are in a room, and here comes a mighty rushing wind. And they got filled with the Holy Ghost, and they had flames on top of their head. That's what the Bible says. There was flames, like it looked like a flame. You would do, man, God in heaven, the effectual fervent prayer of the righteous. That's how you got to pray in the Spirit. Acts one seven, and He said unto them, "It is not for you to know the times nor the seasons which the Father hath put in His own power, but ye shall receive power." Woo! You shall receive power after what? Look at verse 8. You shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you. Power. You shall be witnesses unto me both in Jerusalem, Judea, Smyrna, and the other most parts of the earth. He said this Holy Spirit's going to be for a witness. But you shall receive power. Holy Spirit power. After the Holy Spirit comes upon you. I don't know about you, but that makes me happy. You're going to get filled with the Holy Ghost, pray in unknown tongues, and receive power. Not only is this power going to be in you, it's going to come upon you. Now, here's a big one. Pastor Chris, what are the benefits of this? Well, you use power of praying in tongues for your individual prayer life, it is going to help you build up and edify. Let's look at 1 Corinthians 14.4. Now, this word build up and edify means it's going to make you strong on the inside out. Now, I want you to look at this. and I'm, I'm going to show you this too because I, I like, there's a scripture in this thing I like. Because I like this, ed, I like that word. Everybody say edify. 1 Corinthians 14, 4. Check this out. He that speaketh in an unknown tongue edifies himself. 
You get that? Now, check this word out, edify. Okay? Listen to this. I, I'm going to try to try this. In the, I'm going to try this in the Greek. You make fun of me, I'm going to rebuke you. Okay? Okay? Oiko. Oh, man, this is out here. Why do I do this? Oiko. Oiko demion. Right? I don't know. It just sounded good. It made me feel cool. I feel like a Greek scholar. What do you think, Dr. Bob? Greek scholar? Yes, he says amen. I can hear it. I can feel it. To be a house builder. He says when you pray in tongues, you edify. You're like a house builder. That is what? To construct, confirm, build, edify, and embolden. Did you get that? He says you're building a house. You're building a house on the inside. You're erecting a building. To build the foundation, to restore a building, to rebuild or repair. You see this? This is what you're doing inside your spirit. You're, you're, you're growing in wisdom. So he says these, that's the definition, edify. 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 Check this out. Look at that in the Amplified just for a minute. 14.4. And then we're going to look at 1414 and amplify. This is going to help you grow. I need you growing at this level. Look at this, look at this, look at this, look at this, look at this. Look at this, look at this. One who speaks in tongues edifies himself. Like that? Check this out. One who prophesies edifies the church, promotes growth in spiritual wisdom, devotion, holiness, and joy. Same thing. Same thing. The church edification is a byproduct of understanding. The tongues edification is a byproduct of the spirit leading. Promotes growth, spiritual wisdom, devotion, and holiness. But look at verse 14 in the Amplified. This is big. This is big. For if I pray in a tongue, my spirit prays. Stop right there. What do you mean your spirit prays? That's the real you. When you speak in tongues, you speak by divine nature to, to God from your human spirit. So your human spirit is the real you. It gets the unction from the Holy Spirit who lives inside of you. This is the real spiritual you. If you want to hear the spiritual side of you, pray in tongues. You'll start learning how to become familiar with that voice. This is big because this is a big one. Remember last week? Well, where's God? Listen, man. One of the greatest reasons why you need to pray in tongues is because you understand and have an awareness of the Holy Spirit's indwelling presence inside of you no matter what. So not only is it an evidence of the Holy Spirit, it is a continual evidence of having the Spirit of God in you at all times. It's the indwelling presence of God that when we familiarize ourselves with praying in the Spirit, we familiarize ourselves with understanding that God lives in us. It creates greater God consciousness of God's indwelling presence and the Holy Spirit. And it does this every time you and I are what? It's a bad, and that's going to affect the way you think. It's going to affect the way you respond to things. Because if you don't think you got no help from within, you ain't going for it. But this is the big one. Look, look at 1 John 4 and 4. 
This is what this is going to do. It's going to give you a revelation of the greater one on the inside of you. And when you got a revelation of the greater one on the inside of you, great, you, you're greater than everything you face. 1 John 4 and 4 says what? You are of God, little children, and have overcome them, because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Who's he? A Satan. Greater is he that is in you. That's God. Greater is he that's in you, God, than the devil that's in the world. You start getting an understanding that it is, you're going to start walking in greater levels of dominion. But who's in you? The Holy Ghost. And he's greater. He's greater than poverty. He's greater than lack. He's greater than your situation. He's greater than the circumstance. He's greater than the doctor report. He's greater than the bills. He's greater than a jacked up marriage. He's greater than the family uh, uh, oppositions. He's greater. God himself comes to live inside of me and you through the person of the Holy Spirit with the access of the born-again life. All that God could ever possibly be to you and do for you, the Holy Ghost through his indwelling presence is going to do for you and in you. That's big. So if you're really conscious of the greater one in you, then you ain't got no fear in nothing. You kind of laugh at fear. Greater, you can't be God. That's why when you pray in tongues, you start getting a God inward consciousness. And you can't be God, you can't be me. Because God's in me. I'm a container of God going somewhere. That's big. Remember we read that in John 17? You know him and he shall be in you. We don't got to go there. But you better get a better memory. You got to remember them scriptures. Smith Wigglesworth said this. He walked with God mightily. He said, I'm a thousand times bigger on the inside. I like that. He wrote that in ever-increasing faith. He said, I'm a thousand times bigger on the inside than I am on the outside. Ain't that big? He had a revelation said, I'm a thousand times bigger. How would, you, how would you see yourself in life if you thought you were a thousand times bigger? You know what I'm saying? You'd be like, man, that ain't no obstacle. That's a stepping stone. A big reason why, I'm going to say this. This one's tricky, but this is really good. A big reason why we, we don't like giving ourselves over to praying in the Spirit is because there's no selfish prayers when you pray in the Spirit. And speaking in tongues eliminates the possibility of selfish prayers. If I pray out of my own mind, I'm going to say something here. This is one of the biggest reasons why people don't pray in the Spirit. Because well, if I'm praying in tongues, I'm not, I'm not taking care of my stuff. I'll tell you a story about this. When I first got saved, God was trying to teach me this stuff. And I'm going to be straight with you. I'm right. If you, really, if you really pull this through, this is why a lot of people don't, this is why a lot of people have a lack of praying in the Spirit because they're selfish. They want to know they're praying for themselves. So they pray in English and they don't want to flip the switch. What if I'm interceding? So I was going to prayer school. And man, you know, prayer school, every time you went there, it was like we spent time praying for everything but the stuff we needed. You know what I mean? I prayed for winter Bible seminar for four months. Now, I'm not complaining. Just hear me. 
we prayed for this, we prayed for that, we prayed for what was going on in the nation. And one day, you know, I was having one of those moments, you know, like, God, come on, man. All we do is come in here and pray for this stuff. And, and I don't know if I sat back and prayed for myself, you know. And I kind of got some sort of way with God, you know, a little bit selfish. And the Lord said to me, he said, if you sow prayer, I will make sure you reap prayer. And I said, let me get this straight. You know, I was single. You know, I was like, I was trying, you know, I was going to be like, you know, I need to be praying for a hottie over here, dude. I don't need to be praying for a winter Bible seminar. <laughs> I was being straight, bro. I was just being straight, dude. Pastor Chris, you're too transparent. Nah, bro. There were some good-looking girls in school, you know, and they were checking me out. Just, I'm just being transparent, bro. You know, I was like, well, which one should I get? You know, like, what do I do? I'm just telling you how it goes, man. This is confession of a pastor, right? But I wasn't married, so chill and don't tell Pastor Liz, right? So these girls are showing up, and they're cute. And I'm like thinking, like, I got to get a girl, man. I got, I got no girlfriend, and lonely <laughs> all i got is me in the prayer journal i'm like man this is beat so i'm trying to get a date right don't tell your mother but anyway, uh i'm trying to get a date and i'm thinking like man let me can i pray about my wife can i you know can i pray about my stuff you know you got money's tight you know you're like in bible school you work only a couple hours so you're like man i remember we played softball and uh I was like, dang, I got to get a mitt, and I got to go, get some, I need some money, man. I need a couple extra hundred, you know, mitt was like 40 bucks or whatever, bats. And I'm like, Jesus, good God, those bats were like $300 is a good one. I was like, I don't need none of that. But I was like, you know, God, I got needs, and I got wants, and I wanted that girl, bro. <laughs> that girl was the motive, you know. She's got to be the woman, right? And I started like, God, I had a little pity part, like, man, I got to pray about my stuff. Pray about the winter Bible seminar. I mean, hey, brother, they can pray about winter Bible seminar. Well, what he, what's he doing? <laughs> I was having one of those moments, you know. This is hilarious, right? I'm being serious. This is my conversation with God. What's Brother Hagen doing about winter Bible seminar? That's his meeting anyway. Well, I got to pray for this thing for four months. Can we get a day off? And the Lord, thank God for his grace in teaching me, right? He's like, son. You notice how God's got all this terminology he's got for me. He calls me son. Sometimes he calls me man of God. When he calls me man of God, I get scared. It's usually an instruction. Then he calls me ding dong. I think that might be my interpretation. Like, you were ding dong, dude. Will you cut it out? I don't know. That might just be me, but it's funny when it happens. Like, what does it matter with you? I was like, I don't know. I got a lot. How much time you got, right? So I'm sitting there and I go, God, man, can I pray about my stuff? And I'm getting tired about praying for this thing for four months. And the Lord said to me, i never forget. He said, the reason why you're like that is you're being selfish. And I need selflessness when it comes to prayer. But I promise you, you'll never spend a moment praying in the spirit or praying for my things that I won't take care of your things. So basically what God showed me, he said, if you're praying over here for the things that I need in the earth, I'm going to have 20 people praying over there for the things you need in your life. And I was like, whoa. And I never forgot that. Never forgot that as long as I live. And th that moment forward, I made the decision, like, you can't be wasting time praying in the Spirit. But, you know, you're natural. You know, you're like, God, I got some stuff. And that's one of the things, right? When you pray in the Spirit, you have removed all selfishness out of your prayer life because you ain't got a clue what you're talking about, you know? And another thing, too, was funny. 
You know, that's Romans 8.26. You want to see that? Let them see it. You know? Uh, you know, if I pray out of my own mind, it's going to be selfish sooner or later. Like, you know what I mean? The other day, I, I kind of told God I was laughing. I was like, I want that. <laughs> Total selfishness, you know? I was like, I want one. Romans 8, 26. Look what he said. We don't know what to pray, but the Holy Spirit helps our infirmities so we know just what to pray, right? He makes intercession to help us. Um, so when we don't know what to pray, we pray those prayers. And here's another thing, too. This is, a, this is a really good point. Uh, just because we know how to pray doesn't mean we know what to pray. And sometimes we don't know how to pray exactly for the thing we're looking for, but God will do it through the utterance of tongues. So that's big because this is the big thing. He didn't say that we don't know sometimes what to do, but we have to be instructed in how to do it. You know what I mean? So, like, we pray in the Spirit, like, hey, he's saying pray in the Spirit, but I'll work it out. You just got to make sure you pray in the Spirit. You know what to do, but the Holy Spirit knows exactly how to make that happen for you. That's why I said you don't have understanding. I know I got to pray, but I don't have no understanding. So he's going to help me with my infirmities, but how many of you know I got to give him some prayer time? And here's another big thing. Um, not only is it removing selfishness, I'm probably praying some prayers. I'm just going to stay right here today because these two things are good. I'm probably praying some prayers that if I knew what I was praying for myself, I would not be praying. You know, like, you might be praying, God, correct me. Ain't nobody praying, God, correct me prayers. God, get that crazy girl out of my life. <laughs> the, girl I, the girl I was wanting, you know, and, and as a God, come on, man, let me pray about getting one of these girls. I should have been praying, God, get me away from Crazy girls. You know what I'm saying? You ain't going to be praying, God, refine me, fix my character. But who prays, God, refine me, fix my character prayers? Stop lying, right? You might be over there praying in tongues like, God, let me, let you know, mold my character, help me grow, let me go through this season so I can learn. Who in the heaven is praying them kind of prayers? That's why when you flip the switch and pray in tongues, you're not just praying self Lish, selfless prayers, no self-connected. You might be praying corrective prayers that you would not pray if you knew you were praying them. Would you be praying prayers like, oh God, put my character through the fire so I can come out the other side? You're not going to pray that. You'd be like praying, oh God, take me down the easy road, easy road, easy road. You're over there shouting in tongues like, God, Light me on fire and let me burn. You know, you're like, you ain't praying. You don't know what you're, what I'm saying is this. I'm probably, you and I have probably prayed prayers to change our character so we could receive the promises of God. But if you really knew you were praying them, would you pray them? No. You'd be praying, oh God, let me keep going through this season and learn. No. You got to understand the role of the Holy Spirit within. So this is big. We understand that the Holy Spirit came in to dwell in us, okay? And he's going to help us, and he's going to grow through us. But here's the big thing. Why do we need to pray in the Spirit? What are some of the benefits? We don't know what to pray. We know we got to pray, but we don't know what to pray. Holy Ghost will make intercession and show us what to pray. And then we're probably praying some prayers 
that are really refining our character. Like, say you were in the wrong relationship. This is going to stop somebody from praying in the Holy Ghost, but you're, you're goofy if you do that. But, like, say you were in the wrong relationship, you know? You got me love. But then you start praying in tongues, and God's like, oh, God. You're probably praying like tongues, like, oh, God, remove me from this situation. You ain't going to pray that. You want to stay right there. You're in a bad relationship or something, but you want to stay. You don't know when you're praying. This is big, right? Now everybody's going to stop praying in tongues now because of me, right? Like, but I want to stay in the relationship. Oh, please. No, you do not. You want to stay in the right relationship. God's going to give you utterance and help you eliminate the possibility of selfishness in your prayers. And it is going to magnify the character of God in your prayers. And you're probably going to pray some stuff in the Holy Ghost that if you knew what you were saying, you would not be praying it out. I thought about that a long time ago. I'm like, there ain't no telling what I'm saying. Probably like, God, fix my character in traffic. <laughs> my God. God, help me grow. Oh, my God. I don't want to pray that. I've never prayed that a day in my life in the natural, and I don't want to start. Teach me patience, Jesus. Who has ever set, who has ever truly, really prayed? Teach me patience, Jesus prayers. I ain't said that a day in my life. So you see what I'm saying? So once you get to allowing yourself to pray in the spirit, you start growing in grace you didn't even have before, man. So there's your takeaway. That's your, that's your point to run with, right? Last week, we learned he's living in me. He's living in me, man. He's there all the time. He didn't leave. Remember we used that scripture? He said, he don't leave. We use the fancier word, but he's basically saying, I'm never going to leave you. I can't leave you. I'm sealed inside of you. This week, your takeaway is this. When you pray in tongues, you have just tapped into the most unselfish prayer life you have ever found before because you are praying selfless prayers. There's no self-connected. It's totally the will of God. What's that going to do to your future? And when you sow those prayers, here's another point, you're going to read prayers. So it might look like, man, I'm praying for everybody else's stuff. What about mine? God will take care of your stuff if you become the prayer and interceder he called you to be. I promise you, that is the God's honest truth. Amen? Take that, run with it, transform it. Let me pray for you. Father, I thank you for these guys that are listening. I thank you, Lord, they're growing in the power of praying in the Spirit. They're growing in the grace of praying in the Spirit. And they are transforming their future through walking in the Spirit in each and everything they do. In Jesus' mighty name we pray, amen. Praise the Lord. Do not disconnect. Come on, a lot of guys just, oh, I'm out of here. Pastor Chris is done. No, you got to listen to these announcements. Don't forget, Sunday night, 6 o'clock, right here in the sanctuary, we are starting team night. It's our first ever team, Team Olympics. Is that what they called it? Team Olympics. I don't know what we're doing, dude. I, I have no I, I know their stuff, but I don't know what it is. It's going to be fun. Come on out. Learn more about the church. Learn how you can plug in. Learn how you can get on a team. Everybody wants to be on the team. Get on a team. Let's do this thing. Let's change the world for Jesus. I love you guys, and I'll see you Sunday. God bless you. I'll see you then. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of Relevant Live with Pastor Chris Sarnum. If you are interested in learning more about Relevant Church, you can visit us at relevantfl.org. And don't forget to subscribe to our channel to hear more messages like this one every single week. Thanks for listening.